Zero Podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and I finally have a guest this week. It has been a long, long time. I guess it would have been pre-draft, pre-my Europe trip. Uh, but we got Chu on the podcast, and of course, with Chu being on, it had to be the hot takes episode, uh, only fitting for a man who, I don't even know, talks... I don't want to say talks out of his ass too much, because that's a little too mean, but if you know Chu, you know his takes, you know he likes to get the boys riled up, so he's on for this week. Uh, Just ended that uh, chat with him. was good. There's some good hot takes coming up for everyone. Uh, But like always, we will start off with the NFL Weekly Update, and I said last episode where... Please, please let there be news for this next episode. Like, there's been nothing to talk about. Literally, as soon as I uploaded the podcast uh, last Tuesday, the news came out that former NFL quarterback Ryan Mallett uh, has passed away at the age of 35. Uh, Obviously, super upsetting news. Tragic news. Like, still so young. Could be playing in the NFL today if either way uh so ryan mallett drafted by the patriots in 2011 had just a cannon of an arm cannon of an arm was a backup for a while moved around to the texans finished his career off with the ravens uh just very very sad story was swimming with his girlfriend got caught in a rip current and then drowned it's very scary and as someone who considers themselves a very good swimmer obviously ryan mallet a professional athlete uh it can happen to anyone nature's fucking scary don't take it for granted uh ryan mallet you will be missed uh moving on though uh next note i have up there are more gambling suspensions happening across the league uh a few unnotable names got suspended for the year the notable names, though, that got suspended are Titans right tackle Nicolas Petit Frere, which is a weird last name being little brother in French, but either way, Nicolas Petit Frere is suspended for six games. So he didn't bet on the NFL games, he just bet at the team's facility, obviously against the rules. Uh, gone for six games. So this is a Titans team whose offensive line is. A lot of brand new pieces on it. A lot of young pieces on it. And NPF was, I mean, hopefully going to be starting on that right side of the line. Uh, tough for the Titans, obviously, in a year where they need everything right to go their way to contend for the division. Um, not a great start. Uh, the other player, other notable player to get suspended was Colts cornerback, Isaiah Rogers, who had a very good year, very low-key underrated year last year for the Colts, was also the returner for a bit. Uh, He actually bet on NFL games, on his own NFL games. So he's suspended for the year. The Colts promptly cut him. 
And if you're wondering, oh, what did he gamble on? So according to reports, most of his bets were in between $25 and $50. Uh, and then he had one outlier bet. It was what he bet on on the NFL game that he was playing in. It was $1,000 on the rushing yards prop for Zach Moss. Can't tell if it was over or under, but he bet $1,000 on a rushing yards prop for his running back. Uh, He won the bet, so yay for him for winning an extra $1,000. Your NFL career is now done, you fucking moron. Simple, simple things. Just don't, don't gamble at team facilities. Easy rule. And especially, don't gamble on your own fucking league, let alone your own game. What a dumbass, uh, promising young career, kind of just thrown away for an extra $1,000 gambling. Uh, yeah, just fucking stupid. Uh, next note up, we have a broadcasting note. And yeah, I, I guess I'll mention that ESPN had a bunch of layoffs too, guys like... Todd McShay, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, longtime sideline reporter, Susie Colbert. Uh, they're all released, but this isn't the note. That was just something extra that I thought of at the top of my head, but maybe I should mention it, and I did. So, J.J. Watt is the one of the new analysts for CBS. Um, I don't know if analyst is the right word. He's part of their like halftime show broadcasting team. Uh, He won't be there full-time. He's only coming in for big games, big moments. Uh, I think he's just, I mean, he's just retired. Let him enjoy his vacation, doing what he wants. He'll come in, he'll talk NFL when he needs to. Uh, I think this is an absolutely great role for J.J. Watt. I think when J.J. Watt came into the league, a lot of people saw him as corny, try-hard, uh... Like, genuinely nice guy, but just corny. Corny at the end of the day. Uh, I think he knows that. I think that he realizes that he was a cornball to start his career. And I think that he is genuinely one of the funniest, nicest people this league has to offer. I think he will be absolutely great as an analyst commenting on whatever games... uh, yeah, I think this is a perfect role for him. He will be... I will be tuning into CBS broadcast just to see J.J. Watt talk football because I love J.J. Watt. Easy enough to say. Uh, next note up, we have some positive news. Uh, Saints tight end, former Raiders tight end, Foster Moreau has announced that he is in full remission for his Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. Uh, absolutely great news. I have no idea what this means for him going into week one. Uh, Great news for him, though, just personally. Football aside, uh, absolutely incredible that he has over... That his battle with cancer seems to be in the rearview mirror. Uh... I think he will probably open as the Saints' starting tight end. I really like Foster. I think his, he is a very underrated tight end. Can't wait to see what he does there. Uh, way to go, Foster. That's incredible news. Uh, 
Next note up I have is Colin Kaepernick is still waiting for the NFL to call. Um, he is 35. He hasn't played since 2016. Good for Kaepernick for keeping his name in the news. Apparently he can still throw 60 yards. Good for him. Uh, it's just not going to happen anymore. If you really wanted to play football, he'd be in the XFL. He'd be in the USFL. Multiple other avenues to be playing football. He just wants to be back in the NFL. Simple as that. It won't happen. Just funny that that's even a noteworthy story that came across the Twitter timeline this week. But here he is. Uh, and we'll finish off the NFL Weekly Update with some contract news. Both guys signed by the Patriots. Uh, we'll start off with linebacker Jawan Bentley signing a two-year, $18.75 million deal, $9 million guaranteed. Uh, a guy who's really come into his own the last few years, kind of looked like out of place early on in his career. It looks like he's really finding his footing under this Belichick defense, as I mean most people should. He's one of the best defensive play callers in the history of the NFL. Uh, I think this contract could come up looking like a bargain for the Patriots uh, by the end of the next year, but good for Jawan Bentley. Good payday. Uh, the other Patriot that got paid, Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker signed a three-year, $33 million contract 14 guaranteed uh that's a lot of money to be paying a guy who i think he only got targeted 34 times last year and most of those were interceptions not most of them but like four of them were interceptions uh i love Devonte parker for the fact that he was drafted as a dolphin he just couldn't stay healthy he had his great moments but he is still an excellent jump ball receiver. That is about all he is at that point. He cannot separate whatsoever. I think he's finished bottom five in separation uh, the last two seasons as a wide receiver. Uh, the contract is mostly incentive-based, so I guess that's the good thing. Uh, but that's just a lot of money to be paying Devontae Parker. Obviously, if it isn't, most of it is incentive-based, it won't be that bad uh and with these two moves it does clear up some extra cap space for the patriots that they didn't really need i think it's just a matter of time before deandre hopkins or dalvin cook is a patriot but until then i don't know until then who cares <laughs> uh but yeah let's get into some nfl hot takes with chew this meeting is being recorded. Forgot how loud it, that was. Okay, hot takes time. Uh, it's been a while since I last had a guest on, but joining me today, uh, hot takes guy himself. I feel like every NFL take he does have turns out to be a hot take. He'll definitely disagree with me, but Chu, welcome back. How you been doing? I need to prepare for this one. I just wrote down all my takes that I that I had for the year, and they all qualify probably as hot takes. I hope. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. I mean, yeah, you did say before we started recording that there aren't a lot of Patriots takes, which is Maybe good. 
Uh, I only have the one Dolphins. Maybe one. I only have the one Dolphins one myself. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't have any NFL talk before we get into this here, then I think we can just start. Uh, no, yeah, I think we can get right into it. It might take a while. Yeah, fuck. I might have some comments on uh, mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I do. Uh, okay, so I'll start her off, though. Uh, starting off at number 10, this is a question that I've asked a few buddies like over the course of the offseason, but... I would personally much rather have the best kicker in the NFL than the best running back. Take that however, whichever way you want. Give me Justin Tucker over Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor. The list goes on. What do you think of that? I dare you to tweet that. I don't think I'm wrong. I think that's the complete right take. Especially the way that running backs get paid now? I think it's wrong. I think it's completely wrong. Um, yeah, You're telling I, I, me... I, I, disagree, or sorry, I disagree with people who say like kickers aren't important. Kickers are, are obviously important, yeah. but they're only really important if um, you're a Super Bowl caliber team. If you're not a Super Bowl caliber team, like it's not... The kicker's not the reason that you're failing. Let's say the Patriots had a shitty kicker throughout their entire dynasty, they probably would have lost yeah. a couple of those Super Bowls, right? So they're, course, all, they're yeah. obviously really important. But let's say you're the you're the Houston Texans. It doesn't matter if you have a good kicker on your team. If you have a good running back on your team, that's going to really help out your offense is, is basically how I would put it. But I think even when you're talking about Super, Super Bowl caliber teams, if I think if you ask the Niners who they'd rather have, McCaffrey or Justin Tucker, they'd obviously take McCaffrey. I think every great running back would you get the same answer they'd want to keep the running back i think it's tough though because i think that we're in such a spot now in the league where it is so easy to find good running back talent not great and that's the thing this is the difference between a derrick henry and then like a joe mixon type thing but if you're telling me that I can get a kicker like Justin Tucker who will hit 90% of his kicks wherever on the field over a guy who, again, I won't get Derrick Henry level production out of him, but if I can get 1,200 yards, 1,300 yards instead of 1,800, I don't think the offense falters a little bit. I I think that's a good one, though. I think – Yeah. Let and me also, I – Here, let me yeah. ask you this question. Do you think the Ravens would have been a better team last year with Christian McCaffrey on their team or Justin Tucker? I don't think that's the question, though. I think if it's further career, if you they want Justin Tucker, <laughs> like I don't know, I, I just I just think it helps an offense so much to have a guy like that, like a number one running back in the league, Christian McCaffrey, like Adrian Peterson, rookie Zeke Elliott. Those guys yeah. change the offense. In my, in my mind, when you but, say number one running back, I'm thinking of the best running back in the league. But you are, I will say, you are the first person to tell me that you would take the best running back. So, really? yeah, I've asked five different people. I love they my all running said, backs, Give me the kicker. I love my that's, running That's backs. fair. You do, you, do want, you do want two great ones there in New England. But yeah. I, I will let you go. What's your number 10 hot take? So my number 10 hot take is just because it's, it's not – 
you can consider it a hot take because of what the media likes to put out, but to me, it's not a hot yeah. take. And that's uh, Mac Jones is going to have a better year this year than Trevor Lawrence will. And um, I, think, <laughs> I think the media took Trevor La- what Trevor Lawrence was doing completely out of proportion because it was Trevor Lawrence and he was the number one overall pick. He wasn't playing that great. In the regular season, he had a lot of games where he was bad and the Jags had to win somehow through a fluke, through a fumble, through them getting lucky. And then they happened to go on this run where Trevor played great some games, but then some games he didn't, and then they got he got bailed out. He wasn't playing at this elite level that people like to talk about. When you talk about Trevor Lawrence, you, you think that he's some like Justin Herbert caliber quarterback, which I just don't see. I know he beat him in the playoffs, but he still threw four picks. And I mean, Brandon Staley's it's, on the other sideline. It's easy to cook. That it's going to be a long episode. Goddamn. So <laughs> I honestly just think that if you put Mac Jones's career and what he's done in two years and Trevor Lawrence beside it, it looks very, very similar. And I, I, I looked up the numbers because I was curious. And then I see Mac Jones is a better completion percentage. He's thrown but, less interceptions. But the only reason possibly. why it's even comparable right now is because Urban Meyer was there the first year. And that was and probably did, the, the, the worst. With, no, 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 no. Second worst after what Mac had no. last year. No. Would you rather Urban Ur- Meyer or Matt Patricia? I'd take Urban Meyer personally. I would take Bill Belichick and then Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator over Urban Meyer, who didn't even give a shit that he was coaching in the NFL. Like that guy just didn't even care. He gave no effort the entire season. Either way, you're going to hate one of my fucking takes coming up because it does involve Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, that, that, that is absolutely absurd, especially when you just look at over like the offenses that surround both those quarterbacks. Like it's, it's not even close. Well, I mean, so on New England, you got Hopkins. No, no, you don't. <laughs> Soon, maybe in a couple weeks, but not right now. No, they're they're they've got a minus next to him on DraftKings right now, which is looking good. <laughs> God, you got yeah. Hopkins, Juju, Parker. I mean, Calvin Ridley's good, but he hasn't played in two years, so we'll see. I'll take Calvin Ridley, who hasn't played football in two years, over Juju Smith-Schuster immediately. Would you take him over D-Hop? I'll take Christian Kirk over Juju Smith-Schuster. Easy. Would you take him over D-Hop? No, I wouldn't take much. And many guys over D-Hop. Them, Evan Ingram, huh? Evan Ingram. I think Evan Ingram and Hunter Henry are comparable. Two different roles, but... way better than that. I'd take the New England O-line. I'd take the New England running game. Yeah, that's... So, so that's your one Patriots one for the 10? That's my one Patriots one. It's off. Thank, thank God. Mac Jones being better than Trevor Lawrence is here. Fucking hell would have frozen over if that happens. Okay, <laughs> let's get back on track. This is one that we can both agree on. Uh, the Cardinals are going to pick first overall. Oh, I actually had a hot, have a hot take later with another team picking first overall. But I do think the Cardinals could easily pick first overall. I, I Yeah, like, I mean, I think when we look at it, Kyler isn't going to play the full year. There's no reason for him to even come back late on in the season and try to win games. That team's just, just bad. I can just drop my, like, my, my first overall hot take right after, and then we'll, we can talk about it. Yeah, go for it, Ben. Yeah, so I had the Bucks actually. That's my hot take, is them picking first overall. This I, 
again, don't don't disagree with that. Fuck, it was nuts. I was listening to uh, the the uh, around the NFL podcast, mm. and they were I don't know how they got or they're talking about Mike Evans and Mike Evans going for trying to break Jerry Rice's record for the most consecutive thousand yard seasons, and oh, this is awesome. That's the thing. It's it, it's the worst cue situation that he's dealt with. And then here these guys are on the podcast being like, I don't know, the Bucks won the division last year. They could still be pretty good. They got a good defense and like good receivers. And I'm just like, who what the fuck are you guys talking about? It's like they they are bad. They have overall talent. Kind More of. talent than the Cardinals, for sure. I don't know about that because I look at the Cardinals. I look at I think it's Buda Baker, and I don't think that there's anyone else on that team that I'm really like. Th- no, no, that's no, a good I'm NFL. Saying, player. Saying they have more talent than the Cardinals. I'm not, I don't think they're gonna pick. Oh first. yes, yes, yeah. I don't think they're gonna pick first overall because they lack talent. I think they're gonna pick first overall because they are horribly coached. Like it was ever since Bruce Arians yeah. left. Even when Bruce Arians was there, they were average to above average coach team now that Arians mm-hmm. is gone it like it was a total disaster if Brady didn't have those like four miracle fourth quarter comebacks I think they would have been what five and twelve they went eight and yeah nine. like they were yeah. they were a very bad team the defense was very bad last year too and, and Todd Bowles was supposed to, yeah that and that's it's yeah I I think those are the hmm? oh yeah the Tom Brady or, Tom Brady Kyle Trask they're gonna yeah. be yeah, they're going to be the worst team in the NFC. If not, if it, it could be the Cardinals, it could be the Rams. I don't know. Yeah, I if I were to rank them, I think it would Cardinals and then Bucks close second. But yeah, I just like the Cardinals. Like, is Colt McCoy a better starter than Baker and Kyle Trask? Like, maybe. That's. <laughs> It's bad. The NFC, NFC fucking stinks. Uh, okay, I'll move on. I'll move on to number eight then, and I will just say that the Jets missed the playoffs. I think that's something that we both agree on. Yeah, yeah. I had so one was the Jets suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I get like I just I don't see what Aaron Rodgers did last year. Aaron Rodgers was a fine quarterback last year. Obviously not up to his standards, but he was still a good NFL quarterback. Uh, I don't see the situation from Green Bay to New York that much of a difference. I think the big difference maker is Garrett Wilson, is that bona fide number one wide receiver. Other than that, I think the rosters are very comparable, and I don't think Rodgers has enough juice to really take that team to the playoffs compared to everyone else in the AFC. Yeah, if you just look at the Jets' schedule, they play the AFC East a bunch early. Um, every single other AFC team already has their system put in place. They're going to be ready week one. Um, Bill O'Brien I'm, is the one exception. Is his first year there, but I think that offense should be pretty well implemented by week one. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think it's going to take the Jets time. Uh, I don't think they're going to be an, a bad team late in the no. year. I think no, they'll no, be no. competitive late in the year. I just think they're not going to have um, enough wins in the first nine to ten games to, to be competitive in the AFC. And another thing that could happen is they're not competitive in the first eight weeks. Rodgers throws a little temper tantrum, starts complaining of the media, 
says some things about retiring and then it all just goes to shit. And I would love that if that happened. That would be, I mean, that would be the ultimate like worst case scenario for the Jets. Yeah. And I mean, I think I, I, I'm pretty sure that Rogers is owed a hundred million dollars next year, with the way that they restructured his contract, which <laughs> don't, don't think he's walking away from that. I have no idea how the restructure and how uh, that money no, works. He's going to start talking about how he's got to go back to the cave and he's got to <laughs> think about his future and then the Jets are going to be nervous. And then, you know, you know how he is. No, I, yeah, I don't see a lot of positives for the, like, I think the Jets have a very good roster, but I think depth wise, they're hurting and there's a lot of good teams in the AFC and I think it really just comes down to that at the end of the day, but uh, okay. Well, that's two in a row that we kind of both agree on. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's a big solid. Uh, so now we're going to start with my dolphins hot take. Uh, I could have said that the dolphins have the best defense in the league, uh, but I'll take it back a step and I will say that we will have a top three defense in the league. Um, I don't even think Jalen Ramsey was the big addition for us this offseason. I think Vic Fangio is. I think Vic Fangio is probably the second best defensive play caller in the league, only behind Bill Belichick or Steve Belichick, whatever that graph was saying. But it's it'll be tough. And obviously, I'm going to speak with if everything goes right for the Dolphins, but Jalen Phillips takes that next step. I think he's going to be a superstar in the league. Uh, Christian Wilkins, one of the best defensive tackles in the league, arguably top five. Zach Seiler, very, very underrated defensive tackle next to him. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba's coming back for us. That's just a great depth piece. Bradley Chubb on the other edge. Jerome Baker in the middle. David Long, who we just hired. The linebacker is the weak spot, but I think linebacker with whatever everything else is around it, I think that we can survive. And then we get to the secondary where it's Jalen Ramsey, future Hall of Famer, all-pro cornerback, playing next to Xavier Howard, former all-pro cornerback. Health is the issue with him. He was not healthy last year. He's now covering number two wide receivers. I think it's going to go well for him. I'm expecting him to be fully healthy. Obviously, if he isn't fully healthy and it's not the X that we've all known, this is why it's a hot take. And then... Javon Holland, future All-Pro in the secondary. I believe that uh, Brandon Jones coming back from injury. We signed to Sean Elliott. Like we got fucking, we got players in the secondary. We got players, and we have a elite, elite defensive coach coaching them. I think it is very possible that we end up with the best defense. I think top three, easily. Not easily, but I think it's gonna happen. I don't know. I saw Vic Fangio coach. Um... Donald and Ramsey in, in LA is probably more talented. And uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't special. So, <sighs> Those well, defenses were good though. I, I, I don't know where you're, you're getting that Aaron off, Donald but I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it was Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. I don't really know who else was a part of those like old, old, uh, Aqib Tlaib, maybe Floyd, must Leonard Floyd. Yeah, like I don't think Leonard Floyd is better than Bradley Chubb or Sue would have been there. 
Um, she was solid. Had a, a, uh, the safety in his prime that went to the Cleveland. I forget. But John Johnson. Yes. And yeah. They were talented. I just I, I just think it's it's one year of a um, of a new. We'll see. I mean, it, it depends how fast the players pick up the system. It depends how how That's... the players want to play in that system. It's mm. it's it's gonna be. Miami's defense is going to be a, a, the make or break for them because if they're, they play to what they can, so a top 10, top five defense, they'll be better than Buffalo, I believe. And uh, if, it, if they don't, then they're going to be fighting for that wild card. So um, mm-hmm. the defense is the make or break. I think the offense will be fine. Even if Tua goes down for, I don't know, if he, if he, if he goes down, I think the, the offense still can, can still be viable because of uh, – the two Ferraris they have on the, on the outside and uh, the running game will be a lot better, I think for Miami this year. So um, the offense will be good. Um, the defense, I don't, I don't think they're going to be top three. Um, it's a hot take for a reason. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Top 10. Yeah. I also, so I'll just go with my next one. Cause I, I had a different team written as a top two defense. Okay. Uh, which is a uh, Seattle. I think Seattle is going to be uh, back to the Legion of Boom yeah. um, style defense that they had. Um, the 12s are going to be going crazy, so that's going to help them out even more at home. Um, I just you look at their 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 secondary Devin Witherspoon, who him and Christian Gonzalez were the top two corners easily in the draft. Um, Seattle picked him at five; they liked him better. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some of. Uh, some of his his reps in camp and he looks smooth he looks like an nfl caliber cornerback jamal adams coming back we'll see how mm-hmm. that goes even if he doesn't play well julian level just come off the bench and replace him Tariq Woolen yeah. um had almost as good of a year as sauce gardner no one likes to talk about it and then quandre Diggs, and then their their linebackers bobby wagner's back no one's talking about that either so yeah. him and jordan brooks are going to hold it down there um, hopefully one of the first round picks or second round picks, they took a D line pans out and they can get a solid, uh, real mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I think they're off to the races, no matter what, I think Seattle's floor is a top 10 defense this year. Yeah. I mean, we can just jump into one of my hot takes with the Seahawks too, because I have the Seahawks as a potential one seed for the NFC. Yeah. Where, yeah. Like, again, we're talking about this defense and this secondary with two very young corners. They're going to be testing Witherspoon early because Woolen has proven don't fucking throw to him. Yeah. Uh, Witherspoon can show that he is an NFL corner. Watch out because, I mean, we were just saying, we got the two young corners. We drafted Kobe Bryant last year, too, who was pretty damn good in his own right. Uh, Adams coming back from injury. They won't even need him to cover. Just send yeah. him off the fucking edge. Let him yeah. blitz. Do yeah. that's that's what he's been been doing. He's a blitz boy. Uh Quandre Diggs is probably one of the most underrated safeties in the league. He is very very good. Uh, getting Julian Love in as a depth piece, fantastic. Uh, and yeah, that's just the defense. We can look at the offense and be like, okay, the offensive line, very solid for the first time in like a decade. Yeah. Then you got. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, they just drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba. Kenneth Walker coming back after a phenomenal rookie year. And they just drafted Zach Charbonnet, who killed the Pac-12 this year. Like, that should be one of the better running back duos. It really just all hinges on, is Geno going to be Geno from last year, or is it going to be Geno 
from the other 10 years we've watched his career. So I have no, I have no reason to believe he's not going to be that guy because, um, I mean, everything around him got better. The defense got better. It, it's a team that believes in him. They they yeah. want him to succeed. They just gave him the, the money that he's been chasing his whole career. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just going to take it as in let's go win a Super Bowl and and see yeah. if they if they if they can do it because the NFC is really not good this year. Any team that gets no. out late can win the, can win the NFC. So I mean the mm-hmm. Seahawks are going to be in that. A um, couple other teams that I, I'm going to mention one later uh, out of the yeah. NFC that I really really do like. But the Seahawks are an, are another team that that can can get something done if they uh, put it all together late in the year. And hundred uh, percent. I love how they put Witherspoon and um, Woolen together because it's two of those two exact exactly the type of corners that you want, but they're two completely different players. I mean, Woolen's the mm-hmm. long, rangy, can play zone, can cover yeah. down the field, can run, and then Witherspoon's just that dog that comes in, jams you, and talks shit. So it's gonna be they're, it's gonna John be John Schneider and Pete Carroll are building a hell of a fucking team there, and this is coming off. I mean, basically a year to the day when I was calling for them to both be fired and. I don't know why they still have their jobs and two home run drafts later. I mean, the jury's still out on this draft, but (laughs) fuck Seattle has been that's such a quick turnaround. It's crazy. Russell Wilson. Uh, Good luck. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other fucking conversation. Um, Okay. Well, I guess we're moving into the top five now. Uh, And speaking of top five, I think after this year, Garrett Wilson will be a top five receiver in the NFL. Now that's lofty expectations, especially when you can talk about the top five receiver, top five receivers being Justin Jefferson, Tyree kill Devonte Adams, Cooper cup, Diggs, Jamar chase. Those are probably the six that people would put in the top five or everyone else's conversation. I think Garrett Wilson's going to have one of those years where he just shows everybody how good he truly fucking is. He was spectacular last year and he had no one throwing him the ball. He had the corpse of Joe Flacco. He had Zach Wilson, who might be one of the worst NFL quarterbacks I've ever seen right next to Christian Ponder. And then Mike White, who's a solid backup. He's in Miami now. So I have to say that, but Gary Wilson put up fucking numbers. And I think with Aaron Rodgers, even if Aaron Rodgers is in the Aaron Rodgers, we all know still, Garrett Wilson might just put up like a 1500 yard, 10 touchdown season. No problem. Yeah. Um, I don't know about top five receiver. Uh, I like, I like Garrett Wilson. I, I, there's a lofty hot take. Hopefully yeah. it comes true for you. <laughs> well, I, I really don't want it to come true because it's the Jets, but um, I actually, when, when, when you were talking about uh, Garrett Wilson, I was, I, I was thinking like, is he definitely going to be the best receiver in that class? And you have to think right now he's in the driver's seat because, I mean, Drake London's going to have uh, Ritter throwing on the ball. So yeah. We'll see how that goes. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe Atlanta knows something. I don't. Um, and then, I mean, Olave looked good, but he looked more of a deep threat last year than a, than a route runner like Garrett Wilson. And it's like in his quarterback situation should be greatly improved, even though it is just Derek Carr. Derek mm-hmm. Carr is still better than Andy Dalton at the end of the day, but – yeah, no, and I I almost picked for, like, my breakout into, like, that conversation. I think Garrett Wilson 
you can make the argument he could be top five after this year. I couldn't do it for a guy like George Pickens, who I still have as the best receiver from that draft, but I don't trust Kenny Pickett throwing him the ball, but yeah, that's another that's another conversation. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about Tyquan Thornton too this year. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, all right. My uh, my next take. So um, I had a um, a crazy one here, but it could happen. So I think for five weeks of the season this year. So almost a quarter of a season, Sam Darnold is going to be the best quarterback in the league. I, that, that's a hard one to disagree with just because how good the Niners offense is as a whole and how good of a offensive play caller Kyle Shanahan is. Yeah. My only, my only, it, it, it could happen. I mean, Sam Darnold has the talent. It's just never all there at once uh my one counter to that yeah sorry go ahead the one counter to that is i think trey lance isn't going to give him a chance to start i think that's still trey lance's job haven't seen anything from him since he's been drafted literally haven't seen anything from him since 2019 but i still believe in trey lance it sounds fishy it sounds fishy. Every time I read a report out of San Francisco, they're talking it's going to be Purdy, or it's going to be Darnold, or it's going to be Lance. Yeah. Um, but I just think if it was Lance, why wouldn't they just come out and say it? I mean, they gave up three firsts for him. If it was him, you would just say it. You'd be like, no, this guy's, this is our guy. But they haven't. So I think they're going to have a QB competition. And I'm just thinking, Purdy's going to have no training camp. No. Um, he might be ready week one. That's what um, some people are saying. I don't. I don't think he'll he'll be ready week one. Um, I don't buy it. So it's gonna be Trey and Sam Darnold, and I think Sam Darnold right now probably is gonna look a lot better than Trey Lance in training camp because he's had so mm-hmm. many, so many with so many different coaches and different teams now. If you look at Sam Darnold last year, he was the by far the best quarterback to suit up for the Panthers. I mean, he was the only one that looked like an NFL quarterback. He was actually making plays at the end of the year. He almost, he got in a shootout with Tom Brady and almost beat him. Um, I mean, I was watching that game. I remember thinking like, who the hell is this Sam Darnold? I've never seen this Sam Darnold dropping dimes everywhere, running around. If you put him in San Francisco and they play like five bad defenses in a row, I think it's possible we see, we have a situation where Sam Darnold has like, 15 touchdowns and one interception over the course of those games and has like a ridiculous amount of completions and yards. It, it's wild, but it just, it wouldn't shock me because just that's what you expect from any quarterback who's there for the Niners, unless it's fucking Josh Johnson or Brock Purdy with his left arm. Like, oh, that would be insane. Uh, Okay, well, since I said that I was going to mention Trevor Lawrence at some point, uh, I have Lawrence cements himself as QB2 going after this year. Like, in the solely QB2. Pat Mahomes, he's number one. No one's going no to beat him for QB1. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a borderline MVP year this year. Uh, and I Hurts think at? that... Hmm? Where do you have Jalen Hurts? I think I think Hertz is in my top five right now, but 
I think Allen, Burrow, Hurts, Lamar, Lawrence, Herbert. It's a rotation of wherever you want to put those guys. It's all it's all preference, really. But I think I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the second best quarterback in the NFL after this year. No. I think he is in such a good offensive situation, second year of the system. I'm I'm ready for that big jump that we all thought. I mean, he's generational prospect it's it could happen it could happen i don't know if it will but that's why it's a hot (laughs) take i just i just feel like trevor is uh being overhyped right now i I don't think he's done anything in the nfl that deserves him deserves to put him in the same sentence as like justin herbert who's had the fuck has justin herbert done justin herbert as a rookie through like 30 touchdowns thrown to like Guyton and behind the worst O-line in the league. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Yeah. They were always fucking hurt. Terrible. You know those guys. They don't suit They're up. They're always, the always hurt. That's just the Chargers. That's how they, they get used to it. If, if no, I mean, that's what you feel about Lawrence, how I feel about Herbert. There's no... Like... But Herbert, I, I almost... And to back it up. And his play backs it up. What has Trevor Lawrence done over the course of an entire season that even remotely compares to what Justin Herbert has done. Trevor Lawrence was very fucking good last year. Obviously he had his dips, but I think he had way more great games than bad games. I think he had way more good games than bad games. I'm 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 not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm just saying No, I mean no, of he's course probably not. in my mind just on the outside of the top 10. Ooh. Well, maybe that's a little no. low. I'm I'm thinking still Brady's yeah. good. I'm still, still thinking still Brady's there and like oh. you still have Jimmy G in your top ten probably. Jimmy G might be better than Trevor Lawrence. Ah, fuck off. That's, that's so I'm, bad. I'm being serious. No, it's not. No. In like, in no I really don't see it with Trevor Lawrence. And I could be totally wrong because he, he has great games, but I just to me, Trevor is a is a good quarterback and he's on the same level as Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, that's fucking insane, Shu. That's insane. Okay, you you go with your next take because we got to move on from Trevor Lawrence talk. <laughs> yeah, the, the Trevor Lawrence talk really gets you. Um, I, I mean, oh, I got Ravens. My hot take is that the Ravens will be the best team in the NFL for the regular season. Um, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know, but for the regular season, I think the Ravens will be the number one seed. Um, Defense is too good. The offense is too good, and the coaching is too good. What do you think? Yeah, I. It's it's hard to disagree with, especially when you look at them almost beating the Bengals last year. If it wasn't for that goal line fumble and then Trey Hendrickson running it all the way back for a touchdown, I think it was Trey Hendrickson. Oh, it was Sam Hubbard. Either way, like very very good. Very good Ravens defense should be arguably even better. Just another year with hopefully the young guys getting better. A guy who I really like, David Ojabo, who didn't play or he played the back half of last year, but I'm expecting a big jump from him. And then the Ravens finally have an offense for Lamar to like use OBJ, Zay Flowers. Mark Andrews is obviously still there. I'm forgetting they have Bateman. Uh, 
J.K. Dobbins back healthy, Gus Bus back healthy, the offensive line back healthy. As long as the Ravens stay healthy, I don't know why they can't be the one seed. I can also argue that there's a team in the AFC who could get the one seed, which is the problem. But it can definitely be the Ravens. Yeah, and one thing is that's impossible to predict are injuries. And I think if you look at a lot of teams and you say, well, if they get injured here and they get injured here and they get, then they won't be so good. But right now, it's it, we're not going to be able to predict which teams get just absolutely slaughtered by injuries. And it happens every year. Um, so yeah, I think there's definitely going to be be a, one of the big dogs that get that gets screwed. Um, but right now, um, the Ravens roster is better than any other team in the NFL, I believe. Um, especially if Lamar gets back to that level he was playing at a few years ago uh, when he was able to stay healthy mm-hmm. for the whole year. Um, and it's, it's the most talented receiving core he's ever had. And uh, finally, he's got a new offensive coordinator, um, which I think he's been pushing for. Um, makes sense that he signs his deal after he leaves. So it just, it just adds up. If, if they can put it together, like every other team, if they can put it together and, and find something that works and, play their role I think the Baltimore Ravens have a real shot mm-hmm. at this year yeah well uh to completely counter everything that we just said uh my next hot take is the Pittsburgh Steelers win that division oh, I do like <laughs> the Steelers this year. so this is like the Steelers are good the Steelers were a nine and eight team last season with also a a shit ton of injuries, a offensive line, and now TJ Watt fully back healthy. They've remade the secondary. They brought in Pat Pete. They drafted Joey Porter Jr. Secondary obviously still iffy, but the defense should be very, very good as a whole. Still, the offense, I think their offensive line is now very solid, solid to say the least anyways. I still believe Najee Harris. I mean, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, now the third wide receiver, Pat Fryermuth, and then they just drafted Darnell Washington, who was one of my biggest draft crushes the entire process. Uh, really all just falls on Kenny Pickett's shoulders on whether or not he's the guy. Uh, if Kenny Pickett is the guy, there's no reason to believe why the Steelers can't make the playoffs other than the AFC just being a fucking powerhouse conference uh but i think there's definitely a world where the steelers win this division i think every year doesn't matter how good or bad any team in the afc north is you throw out the record the record books when those teams play each other and i think it's really it's anyone's division this year for the afc north uh yeah if the ravens weren't so good i would uh I would be more on board with that. Um, I do like the Steelers. I think they have a chance of making sneaking, maybe sneaking into the playoffs. I mean, uh, Mike Tomlin's never been under 500, and this is definitely isn't the worst roster he's had. Nope. So that's just the reason definitely why not. I, I tend to like the Steelers every year. Is just you can, you can never count them out. I mean, they're always going to have a good defense. They're always going to play hard, and they're always going to win at home. So as long as they got that going for them, and Kenny Pickett isn't an absolute disaster then um, they should be right in the mix again this year and uh, TJ Watt hopefully he can stay healthy the whole year and uh, get after the quarterback mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I uh, I mean, I, I feel like I say it every fucking episode, but I truly have no idea what's going to happen in the AFC playoffs because there are like two, two bad teams that I can 100% say that they are bad. And it's yeah. the Colts and it's the Texans. And I can't even say that the Texans are either team. I don't think either team is going to be dog shit. So, well, I we got a couple of hot takes lined up here. Is, uh, related to the Texans. Yeah. And, um, okay. Yeah, I actually put the Texans uh, to win the AFC South. I mean, I, I. I can see it. That's the bad part. I can see it happening. I can see. <laughs> I, I, I can see anything winning that division too. Uh, no, I am. Fuck. I. I weirdly think that the Colts are going to be decent too. But ugh. No. But about the Texans. Yeah. I, honestly, the only reason I put it down is um, D'Amico Ryan's is going to um, really help the defense, um, especially with Will Anderson. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a race between Will Anderson and Christian Gonzalez for the, the rookie of the year on the defensive side. Um, it's going to be a, a much better coach team with D'Amico Ryans. Um, they're going to have a way more talented quarterback um, with CJ Stroud. They're going to have a healthy O-line once again. Um, hopefully they can run the ball with Pierce. And uh, I don't know who the backup is there. Is, is Pierce even healthy? Uh, they got motor. They got Devin. They got they got Devin single. There we go. That's the backup. Okay. Well, he can he can catch yeah. passes. Um, uh, Mechie's coming back. A lot of good things are going right for the Texans in probably the worst division uh, in the AF. No, definitely the worst division in the AFC. I can see yeah. something going on where the Texans win eight games and make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I don't – like, that's the thing. The Jags really have to bottom out for them to be – like, because I think even if the Jags are – they are bottom – like, they bottom out, they're not in contention with the other AFC teams, I think they're still the favorite even with all that said. Like, it'll be tough for – anyone to compete with the Jags, but I also think that the Jags aren't some invincible team. I look at that defense. I think that defense is very young, has a lot of holes. I mean, I talked about how I think Trevor Lawrence could be the second best quarterback in the NFL after this year. So obviously I like the offense, but there's a lot to like about the Texans. The Texans are definitely moving in the right direction. It's just a matter of will happen this year. I doubt it, but do I think that the Texans are going to be a easy win on the schedule? Definitely not. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. they're going to be much tougher. It'll be tough. I don't think that there's any really bad teams. Yeah, yeah and I, definitely. I also think that. Ah, uh, uh, and sorry, I, I was just going to throw in that I. I no, no, no. Go. Yeah. Derek Stingley um, is going to be a breakout player of the year candidate. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting a big jump from him after last season. Um, we can stay in the AFC South though, and my next hot take is Anthony Richardson will have a better rookie season than Cam Newton. 
So when Cam Newton came in, he had one of the better rookie seasons on record. I have it down here. So uh, 60% complete, 4,051 yards, 21 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Those numbers on paper shouldn't wow you. Uh, it's obviously the rushing stats that we that made that such an incredible rookie season. Uh, he had 706 yards rushing, 14 touchdowns on the ground, uh, and he averaged 5.6 yards per carry. So a lot to live up to. I think Cam, that rookie Carolina year, he was throwing to Steve Smith. Uh, he had Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams as a running back, both solid. The offensive line was decent. I think An Anthony Richardson is in a better situation than Cam was his rookie year, which is weird to say because I don't like the Colts team really, but I do like Michael Pittman. I think he's solid. Alec Pierce flashed in his moments last year. Uh, they drafted Josh Downs, who I did like. I think Jonathan Taylor has got a huge bounce back year. I think that offensive line is still pretty good. And it all just comes down to where I think Anthony Richardson is one of the most special athletes to ever play the quarterback position. Uh, and I'm just expecting big things. It's lofty goals. It's lofty expectations. But I think that he can reach them in this. How how everything is geared towards offense in the NFL now. I think Anthony Richardson could have a very special year as a rookie. Yeah, I think. He, he's definitely going to get a lot of rushing touches in the red zone. He's such a huge presence. Mm -hmm. He's an extra running back with the ball in his hands. Um, runs some read options, draws up the middle. He, he could be bound for a huge year as long as he's able to throw the ball and keep, the, keep some players out of the box on passing downs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If they're if they're going to be able to just stack the box and blitz him, and he he's not going to be able to be accurate with the football downfield, he might have a tough rookie season. So it's going to come down to how well yeah. he's able to throw the ball and and threaten the defense with his arm because his legs are there, and his, he's not going to lose any size. No, I I think it really just comes down to I mean, on the other side of the coin. I think the Colts could also be the worst team in the NFL this year. So I Colts' whole season really just depends on if Anthony Richardson is the guy right off the bat. If he is not the guy, it is going to be a bad year for the Colts. If he is the guy, I think the Colts could maybe win this division. That's probably a hot take, but we'll keep her moving, though. What is yeah. – I think we got – I. I, I only have one hot take left on my list. So. I got two more. I think you got two more of them? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So um, I think Mike Vrabel is going to get fired at the end of the year. Um, Ooh. Ooh. I hate that. I hate so that. I absolutely hate no, that. <laughs> it's no slight at Mike Vrabel. I think Mike Vrabel is a great coach. I think he's going to get hired immediately once he leaves the Titans. But there's been some weird mm -hmm. things going on in that in that room that I just don't understand. And I feel like the only thing that's explainable is that Vrabel isn't on the same page as the front office. 
because I know he he makes the trades, but I I don't know about him and ownership and something's going on because he was pissed when AJ Brown got traded. Like pissed. He didn't know what was going on. And well that's that why John shows, Robinson is now fired. I know. But that just shows that yeah. he wasn't he wasn't totally on the in just like a couple years ago. Now no, he's got more power, right? Definitely not. And I just think everything's going to go wrong because the, the roster is horrible. I think Vrabel's going to want to win right away. The owner's going to be say, hey, why don't we look for a new QB? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? I can just see Vrabel wanting to leave that, that, that organization. <laughs> they're, just so, they're just so poorly run, and I think that he's going to either walk away or get fired at the end of the year. See, I think it's I think there's almost no world where he gets fired. Like I think that I don't even know what the Titans would have to do to have him get fired. I think Mike Vrabel is arguably a top five coach in the NFL right now. Uh I think if you look at those Titans rosters over the last few years and what they have done, they should not be in those spots where they were. I mean, they were the one seed in the AFC, what, two years ago? Three years ago now? Yeah. Two. Like, yeah, ab- absolutely wild. Um, see, I, I almost had a hot take going into this where I could, like, I could see the Titans winning this division. Again, if everyone stays healthy, if everything goes right, a lot of things have to break their way. I could also see the Titans easily picking in the top five this year. Like they have that much discrepancy. I think no way Mike Frable gets fired though. And I will happily bet you that if that's, I'll give you 10 to one odds. <laughs> I'm not betting it, but yeah, no. it's the hot takes edition. And I'm, I don't, I just have a sense that the Titans organization is pissing Mike Vrabel off. And they're gonna, there's going to be some friction. And it might just be a the, the Titans and Vrabel mutually agree to part ways type of thing. But I can see a world where Mike Vrabel is not the coach of the Titans next year. No. I think it would be tough. But, yeah, fuck. If, if Vrabel isn't the coach of the Titans, that that is a team that outlook moving forward going into, like, 2024, time. I guess, would be. Uh, all right my last hot take of the episode uh i think that Bijan robinson and tyler algier are both going to be thousand yard rushers for the falcons this year uh i have been on record where i think Bijan is going to be an absolute killer this year i have already bet him for offensive player of the year um and tyler algier 1,200 yard running back as a rookie, 5.6 yards per carry. Like, this is a very good Falcons running back room. This is a Falcons team that, I mean, I've been saying it, they're, they're built for 1960s football. They don't have a quarterback who can really move the ball, even though they do have good weapons on the outside. <laughs> they have a very good offensive line. They're just going to try to run it down your throat. And, I see Bijan getting 1,600 yards and Tyler Algier getting 1,100. Uh, this is, It's only happened eight times over the history of the NFL. 
It happened in 2019 with Lamar and Mark Ingram. And then before that, it was the Panthers with D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart. It's wild that I mentioned them both twice in an episode here, but I absolutely love the Falcons rushing attack. I love the Falcons this year, uh, other than Desmond Ritter. But yeah, I think the Falcons are going to have 2,000 yard backs this year. The Falcons fumbled so hard by not getting a quarterback this year because their roster would actually be completely set to win that division. Even if they had a mediocre quarterback, they would win the division. I'd put money on that. But I just haven't seen anything from Desmond Ritter to to tell me that they're going to be able to compete with the good teams in the league. No. Um, I do agree that they're they're going to have a good rushing attack, but I just just hope that they're going to be able to keep these teams from run blitzing and piling up and stopping that run because if there's no passing game, they're just going to game plan to stop B. John and Algier. But, I mean, they're both great backs, and they're definitely going to yeah. – gonna have some some fantasy points i will i will add the falcons last year uh also did not have a passing attack <laughs> so and i think the running attack got much much better this year yeah so it'll be it'll definitely be interesting uh true you finish it off with your number one hot take all right so my number one hot hot take is a uh, tyler algier um Corderell Patterson and B. John Robinson all get a thousand yards next year. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my number insane. one hot take is uh, the Detroit Lions uh, will win the NFC and make it to the Super Bowl. And I've been on this since the start of the offseason. I've been saying this is finally the you year the Lions break out. And I've been calling for it. I, I I loved what I saw from Jared Goff last year. Did I see a top five quarterback? No. Did I see a guy who can get a team to a Super Bowl if they're stacked? Yes. And that's what he is. And I think they're completely mm-hmm. stacked on offense. It's, to me, the best offense. Them or Philly in the NFC. Um, I'm not I, – I don't know what's going on at quarterback for the Niners. So I can't include them yet. But, I mean, you look at the Lions O-line with Sewell and Decker. Those are – that's probably – one of the best tackle duos in the league. And you got Amonra, um, yeah. you got Jameer Gibbs, who's going to be an immediate upgrade in the passing game and running game. And I mean, it's a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And Jamison Williams in week seven is going to be back from his gambling suspension. So you'll get that little, yeah, little cherry on top at the end. <laughs> uh, and I think the defense also, I mean, they're yeah. young. They're going to get better. They're just going to keep, keep on getting better. And, if they can play at a top 15 level-ish defense, I, I think the Lions will have no problem making the playoffs this year. They were one – I mean, they were they were supposed to make it and then something else happened. I forget what – they were supposed to play for the playoffs against the Packers and then for some reason, who won the other games? It was – who got that last wild card spot? Yeah, I'm trying Because to... they needed things to break their way okay. and then yeah. someone – the Bucks was it the, the Cowboys. It wasn't the Giants, was it? Yeah. yeah it might have been the Giants. Well, no. The Giants played the Vikings. Okay. Yeah, but three wild they teams. Were, they were so it would have been. Yeah, they were basically one game out of the playoffs last year. Um, young team, so mm-hmm. they're just gonna have that next step. Campbell another year. Hopefully, he can fire the boys up with his pregame speeches. 
and let the coordinators do their things. Did the Seahawks make it last year? Was that, was that the team? Sorry. That might have been it. Yeah. No. The were the it Seahawks that last playoff? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. No, I – again, it's a hot take for a reason. Uh, I do really like the Lions a ton. It's hard to argue with anything they're doing on offense. I think Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, will be a head coach this time next year. They're just a really good fucking team. It's a really good fucking team. They're really well coached. That defense got way better this offseason. Like, they signed Cam Sutton. They brought in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I think Aiden Hutchinson's going to turn into one of the better edge players in the league. They've got a lot to like, a lot to like. Uh, definitely a weird draft this year, but again, I can't knock on who they picked. I really like Jameer Gibbs. He's just going to be a weapon for them. Jack Campbell is an athletic fucking freak, and he'll be their, hopefully, their three-down starter from the start of the year. And then they drafted Brian Branch, who's just a do-it-all guy in the secondary. He'll probably play nickel for them, but he can play anywhere like they really need him to. This team has players. It's a very good team. They're probably in one of the – I can't even say that. I, I, I was going to say they're probably in one of the weaker divisions in the NFC, not including the NFC South, but all the teams in the NFC North are good. I wouldn't say any of them are like those elite teams that, that we – talk about but i think the lions are definitely the cream of the crop for that division anyways so can definitely happen i think uh the vikings will be um much worse than they were last year they won a lot of close games and now their roster got a little um weaker on the defensive side 11 one score games crazy yeah crazy yeah so i also don't really see it with the bears I think they're a couple years away. Um, they'll have to they'll have to improve on offense and and Fields is really hard to block for. Mm-hmm. I think there was a stat um, that said Justin Fields um, was responsible for the highest percentage of his sacks um, than any other quarterback in the NFL since he entered the league. Um, don't quote me on that, but I believe that's what I read. Um, so I, I mean, Fields is going to have to get the ball. Great machine. Yeah, Fields are gonna have to get the ball out quick. The offensive line still isn't um, top notch. The receivers, I mean, DJ Moore is nice, um, but I just, in general, you just look at like the, the rosters and the Lions got got to be the favorite. They got to be the favorite in that division. And once you get to the playoffs yeah. and um, you have a high high power offense and a defense that's getting better every week. Last year they got better every week. So, yeah, defense should finally be at at that level that you need it to be at, and I, I see good things for the, for the Lions this year. But they are Detroit, so they might just they might just go seven and ten for no reason. It could all just fall apart at yeah, literally just the drop of a hat. Okay, well, I think that is enough hot takes for this week. I'll probably think up a couple more up until the season starts. Thank you so much for coming on. It has been a while since I have had a guest. Uh, any more hot takes for the road? We can I think end I there. got them all off my chest. We're good.
God. I, I, I was really hoping that you were going to have like more, oh, the Patriots are going to be like the division winner or, oh, they're blah, 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 like make the playoffs. And it's like, then I could be like, oh, yeah, those are really good hot takes, right? Because those never happen. But no, those, <laughs> I mean, it's saying the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. I mean, that's the highest likely thing to happen for any team. So, I mean, they've missed what? Not in 2020. It's not a hot take. God. Yeah. All right, you. Well, thank you very much. I will end it here. If you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.